on CP time. <laughs> I'm so glad you started with that because we are on CP time, but it's okay. It's okay. First and foremost, hey y'all. Okay. Hey. Welcome to the Earth is Ghetto podcast. Your black queer content coming to smack you in the face real quick. Um, yeah. Before, before we do anything, go anywhere, what have you. Oh my goodness, mental health check-in. And I just want to say, I want to know how you've adjusted to the new job and all of that good stuff. Where's your head at now that you're not slaving the way you was used to slaving? Like, how are you feeling? I feel great. I, like, it doesn't even feel like I'm working. We get, like, so many breaks. And, yeah, I'm just, you know... I'm no longer well. Yes, I'm still a slave because capitalism still is here. But I'm not. Yeah, like, well, I mean, you know. I'm not like in the open field, you know, type tease. So not in the I'm open field. <laughs> that's that's so specific. But yes, I'm so glad. I'm so glad that that's not how you're um, feeling anymore. So, what's like the biggest difference that you would say when it comes to? literally having to be around people 24 seven to being able to work from home. Like what's the, what's the, what do you think is the biggest thing that's helped your mental health? Um, not dealing with the fuckery of just people and their dumbass like opinions and just, I'd get anxious when I'm around too many people anyway. So the fact that mm-hmm. I'm just in the comfort of my own home and have access to the things that I need when and whenever I want them is great. And then I clock out and then, so, you know, I'm not even tired. Like I used to be like, that's the thing on the capitalism and working for someone who barely pays your ass. You go to work and you come home, you be so tired. You don't want to do shit. I actually have energy to do things when I clock out because I'm still at the house. See, that's what I'm talking about. That must feel so good. Have you, uh, and let me tell you something. I feel like also probably not dealing with, um, people on a regular basis going to the break room, having to just deal with just the regular public on a regular basis. That must be like a weight off your shoulders. Because at least I can say, speaking for myself, it was for me because I, everybody knows I got an anxiety disorder. I can't be around too many people at once. Um, but isn't it so nice that you can just be, j- mm-hmm. just be <laughs> nothing yes. else? Yay. Okay. If anybody health. else. Uh, Child, hold on. Anybody else who wants to tell us about your mental health, <laughs> uh, please go ahead and leave a message because we actually do care. We do not say how are you just to fill in the blanks. Um, so as far as my um, mental health is concerned, I'm not going to lie. I think I've been all over the place. 
Um, I have been, um, I've been, I don't want to say I've been unhappy, but I have been, it's been really hard to be content. Let's go ahead and put it like that. I keep on thinking about, damn, I want to go somewhere. I got to get the fuck out of the country. I want to, I got to go do something. And it sucks having to be stuck in this place doing this shit. So I feel like that's kind of weighed on me, but a lot of new things are gonna be coming. So I know my mental health is going to take an upturn soon. So let's concentrate on that. Um, oh, we actually have some messages. Oh shit. Mental health time. Yes, yes. I was gonna talk about this, but I was like, I'm gonna wait. I'm gonna wait because this is juicy as fuck and Yes, yes. I'm first. I'm first, first, first. Yes, you are. <laughs> My mental health is... Mm. It's kind of, it's low. Why in the um, world did Tory Lanez even punch August Alcina? <laughs> like, he wish he was Jaden instead, like... Oh, wow. Are y'all doing, what, two shows a night or something? No, what we are going to... In fact, actually, I'm going to let Aaron take this um, in reference to our new scheduling. Okay. So, like, because <laughs> I got a new job and everything, it, that means we have to change the show schedule. So... We got to make some adjustments. Earth's Ghetto Podcast will now be Every Tuesday night at 9 o'clock p.m. Eastern, 8 o'clock p.m. Eastern. I mean, Central. Fuck. I will repeat that for me as well. Earth is Ghetto Podcast will be every Tuesday night. <laughs> Stop making me laugh. Earth is Ghetto Podcast will be every Tuesday night at 9 o'clock p.m. Eastern, 8 o'clock p.m. Central. And we will yes. go on IG live on Thursday nights at the same time. And we will be here at 7.30 Central um, on stereo to go ahead and get you guys nice and live for the IG on Thursday. So don't worry if you don't remember any of this, because nigga, I don't remember any of this. So we are going to be um, having, we're going to be making scheduled shows um, so that you guys can see all of that stuff uh, going forward. Okay. Now, without further ado, um, let us get into <laughs> the leprechaun strikes again. Isn't it so funny how we didn't even have to say that nigga's name? And they was like, yes, I know exactly what this is about. Talk to me. Mm -hmm. I did put his name in parentheses, though. Oh, this is that what you did? Okay, my bad. See, <laughs> I wasn't even paying attention. That's me. That's me. Um, so we are about to um, go ahead and read August Alsina's uh, most recent um, I IG post. So... Um, this is what happened recently. And by the way, the picture is fucking terrible. I just want to put that out there. I don't know why. This is bad. Anyway, 
So August Alcina states, as I'm exiting the building after the show last night, a 4'11 sized leprechaun ran down on me with eight oversized security niggers, whom I greeted each individually upon their walk up as they tried to greet me, oh, as they tried to press me. Whole time, I'm one deep, no security. Tori continues to ask with a broken ego why I didn't dap him up. I go on to tell him I was a fan of him and didn't understand him speaking about my business publicly in the past because I don't know him or ever met him until last night. So when he spoke, uh, when he spoke, it caught me off guard because of his past actions. I assumed he didn't like me, that's all. Not to mention with my history of a health, a health condition just recently overcoming being paralyzed, my doctor directed me not to compromise my health while out on the road and shake as less hands as possible due to corona and monkeypox. Never any disrespectful words were exchanged. So I was a bit confused as to how he turned himself up with anger after hitting a blunt lace with cocaine. Obviously, I heard the fizzle. That nigga heard the fizzle. That nigga be smoking dirties. It's okay. Mm -hmm. Anyway, moving on. So, and he snuck me when I turned my head to move to the side amongst all his antsy moving due to the cocaine, and to keep an eye on the endless niggas that was with him surrounding me, which was security and some nigga with a gun tucked, whom he then proceeded to run behind me and hide and hide to run back in the building. There was never a fight, simply an assault. Dude has no real friends and is on a crash out mission. And with that said, I was gonna keep it G and not come to the net. But you moving with foul intent feeding fa falsities to blogs to look for a moment because the moments ain't happening on stage for you. I will assist you in that gracefully. His people on the whole thing, uh, his people got the whole thing on camera. Put the footage out. I'd like to see it. Anyway, let me go clean this blood off my face with some Encina wellness. Gotta, on, gotta love on. a nigga who can really plug. You know what I'm saying? Even through, even through the, even through the fuck up, he was just like, <laughs> by my line. And I have respect for that. So, so I'm going to be Lanes, as shady as the shade room. Thoughts? Tory Lanez needs a timeout in the corner. He needs to face the wall. <laughs> He's been a bad child. He needs his pacifier. And he needs to sit down and find something to do. He does not know how to behave himself. He is literally a toddler. I, I, I don't I really don't have much to say because we know his history. Um, we know how fragile his ego is. We know how fragile most men's egos are. But Tori is an exact example of that when they just can't have their way. So this is my issue. I don't want to spaz, but I just things I have to say. I find it really fucking funny that now we can look at Tory Lanez, all big head and little ass shoulders as someone who's a little off key because he hits another masculine black man. Now, now we can look at him as something to be, uh, to, to, not to be feared, but someone who we know is not all there. Right but only because he had a reaction towards another man. He fucking shot Meg in the foot and said, bitch, dance. But today we can be like, yeah, you know, I think he went too far. 
Because this nigga got a bloody nose in the elevator. <laughs> that was a bit too much. That when it's two niggas, oh that that that's too far. But when it's a black woman, bloody nose in the to... elevator versus pulling bullets out of my fucking foot. Let me tell you something. If I was Meg right now, I obviously wouldn't be going online to show anybody I was pressed, but I would be cursing so creatively in private spaces. Like, bitch, now you believe that he's something maybe wrong? He did all of that because he didn't dap him up. With corona and monkeypox going around, do you know that wouldn't even cross my mind that somebody had a problem with me if I went to go dap them up and they didn't, especially post-pandemic? Pre-pandemic, I could have said, you know what? I think they got a problem with me. Like, for real, that was that was very rogue. Okay, post-pandemic, oh, okay, nigga, elbows, my bad. <laughs> that was silly of me. It's like, who do you think you are, though? Like, you're not nobody. It, it's... Let me tell you something. Tory Lanez and Lil Bow Wow are on the same level as far as I'm concerned. I feel like I should say everything. I, I feel like there's nothing, like, I feel like I should say everything. Um... My issue now is the fact that people are trying to rewrite the narrative online. Um, me and Aaron were looking through videos on TikTok to see what we could possibly pay for you guys, play for you guys. And there were so many straight black men who were trying to change the narrative, saying that, oh, I don't understand why August Alcina would come with such a bad attitude, not refuting the fact that he was one person deep and that this and the Tory Lanes all big head and little ass shoulders was coming with eight linebackers to come with him. I, I, you, I, the, I feel like the thing that upsets me the most is the fact that people are trying to say there was merit in the fact that Tory Lanez attacked August Alsina because they can't refute what happened because we know what happened. We know that he refused the death and that he went over there with all his niggas and literally tanned August Alcina's ass with help because he couldn't do it on his own. There was no stool for him to stand on. <laughs> I, like, you ever seen like a skid mark on a toilet after someone took a shit and they, it, this is what Tory Lanez reminds me of. He reminds me of like a <laughs> shit stain on the toilet that just got stuck on it because it didn't flush all the way. Every time I hear Tory Lanez, like, that's what he reminds me of. He's a shit stain that just would not go away from fleshing. You know, <laughs> I saw this thing going on online, and it said, hey, will you take $250 in food stamps or a dinner with Tory Lanez? And all these people were like, I'll take my 250 in food stamps. Girl, period. I want my 250 in food stamps. Oh my goodness. Um, listen, I feel like this is the issue. We always say believe black women, but a lot of us only say it and nobody actually does anything about it um, or actually acts in a way that sounds like they actually are trying to protect black women. And at this moment, I think about Meg the Stallion and how she's feeling having this news come out and how it must be so difficult for her to even process her feelings because in one moment you're going to feel vindicated because finally other people are seeing that this man has a has an anger issue but on the other end it was like why wasn't i valid enough for you to believe 
what have I done for you to disbelieve me? And literally the answer is being a black woman. Mm-hmm. Being a black woman who especially is in complete onus of their sexuality. That was your mistake. Yeah, because now you can see when that, it comes that's to situations happened. like this, it's so many people, oh yeah, this was too far. He shouldn't have done that. But when it comes to Meg the Stallion getting shot by Tory Lanez, oh, well, she had to have done something to piss him off or I don't believe it. It's like, girl, just say that you don't care for black women. In this moment, you can say, oh, yeah, beating up Tory Lanez was too far. That was too many niggas. But putting actual bullets in this bitch was totally justified? Oh, but yeah, I forgot. He didn't do it. He, he, he Girl, didn't do it. Yo, I when I say ass, I enjoy... I step on him like a roach. <laughs> when I say I enjoy Meg The Stallion's new album, because even though she may not even be talking about Tory Lanez, right? I just imagine all the things that she's saying. She talk about Tori Lane. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like one of the, the biggest issues that I have with this is not because um, I love Mega Stallion so much, which I do think she's an awesome artist. I think the issue is that this actually boils over into our community and the lack of our belief in Black women and how we need a Black man in order to validate any issues that a black woman could possibly bring somewhere. We're always looking for a black man to validate them because before then we can't. And this came with even Bill Cosby. Um, like with Bill Cosby, when we were, when I was watching the Showtime documentary, there was other people who were saying, oh, I didn't believe it. I didn't believe it. I didn't believe it until a man told me that's what he's doing. Mm. It's so easy to disbelieve women. And I feel, and especially a dark-skinned black woman. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, when she was having her interview, when she said she didn't sleep with Tory Lanez, I didn't believe her. Bitch, neither did I. But what the fuck does that have to do with her getting shot in the fucking foot? Yeah. The fuck are we talking about right here? Oh well, I don't believe she didn't fuck that little ass nigga. Neither do I. But I know what I do believe, that she certainly got shot in the back of the fucking foot because she had the bullet wounds and the bullet pieces to come out of her foot to fucking prove it. And and, and this is, again, something that Black men do. They will take anything, especially in reference to our sexualities, and use it against us in a way that should go ahead and invalidate everything that we're saying. And, boo, that's just not the case. And the worst part is, is that you are seeing other people realize that that's not the fucking case. And that's what scares you. Mm-hmm. I feel like what people have to understand is that obviously on the Earth is Ghetto podcast, we are very pro walking and chewing gum at the same time. And when it comes to Tory Lanes, I feel like this is one of the most black and white issues that we can possibly ever see. This is a violent man. And he's been violent for a very long fucking time. And the only reason that anybody's starting to believe is because another black masculine man is there saying, guess what, this is a bitch ass nigga. Now every, other people are like, oh, maybe he is a bitch ass nigga. While Meg the Stallion is sitting there like, um, that nigga dry shot me. I'm looking at the comments now. People are like, oh, maybe he did shoot Megan. I'm like, wow. So it took it takes to spot <laughs> Oh my God. 
And let me tell you something, there's a very big lesson to be learned in reference to who your friends are. If you're ever going through something like this and somebody decides to hit you up only after a man validates something and says, you know what? I think I believe you. That's still not your friend. Right. Like that's still that's still not a person you can you can have in your corner. That's still a liability. I call those people liability. Absolutely. All right, so I think August Alcina handled that with nothing but peace and grace. Period point blank. Yeah. I've been telling people before. He randomly did that, even though back you know, now people don't like Travis Scott. Back then he just randomly assaulted and pinned his hands on Travis Scott and fought him in a drunken rage, bro, for no for no reason. Yeah. Like, he shot Megan. He's done this before. He easily obviously does it again. Why do everybody let all these short niggas slide? The baby. Bow wow. Mm. Ooh. What the fuck? Well, you want to talk about the baby, that little ass nigga, real quick? Girl, what did he do now? So, I'm so well, this happened a little these, while ago. They all need to like go back to the playground, or go face the corner, or do something. They're being, they need, they're just misbehaving. Yo, they make short, they make short niggas look crazy. They, like for real. Like when I finally met like a short dude who was actually normal, I was so, I was like, oh my God, that's crazy. <laughs> oh my God. You know, cause I thought you were gonna be like low key psychotic. No, for, and real talk. And this, this, and swear to God, this nigga is a UFC fighter. Five foot five, flyweight. And yo, this nigga dangerous. Please don't walk up on him. I've never seen nothing like that in my life. I was like, oh shit. <laughs> so, and it was so crazy the way that he carried himself in a way that I was like, damn. That was kind of sexy. I'm five foot eight. I'm a lot of bitch. There's a lot of me and not a whole lot of him. And I was like, yo, he could get it, right? Okay, no, real talk. But usually when you meet short, especially short black men, I'm sorry guys, you're the, you're the, you're the one today. Um, <laughs> especially, especially short black men, which are the ones that I come encounter with when I say the Napoleon complex is strong and people like the, like the baby, Omarion, little ass niggas, all of these little ass niggas, you, like you, you guys are not giving a good name to little ass niggas in general. You're not giving Swear a good God. name. You need to go time out. Bad. Dunce cap. Tomato, 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 dunce cap. That's where we are. Um, <laughs> so let's go ahead and uh, move on to the next topic. Whew. So we have a video to play you. Now, I don't know if a lot of y'all know, but I'm from Florida, right? Born and raised. And I'll be the first one to tell you, it's a scary ass place where you can see all manner of people dance to the tune of meth in the street. Right there in Pompano, all right? I am the last person to tell you that Florida should be saved, but Jesus Christ, I didn't think it was getting this bad. So Ron DeSantis is a fucking menace to society. This is the same man who voted to see if it was possible to shoot protesters. Like that was a whole bill that he was trying to pass 
during the um, all of the protests and everything. So Ron DeSantis decided to go and move a little, a step further um, down the rabbit hole of white supremacy. And um, I want you guys to go ahead and take a listen to this clip. You're still loading. Keep talking. Okay. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> production people. No. Um, so the the basis of the video that you're going to listen to is the fact that Ron DeSantis decided to bus. Um, Hundreds, I believe, of uh, immigrants from Florida to, um, I believe it was um, Saint, like St. Martha's Vineyard. Mar he sent all of these immigrants to, uh, to Martha's Vineyard. Um, he, he sent them under the false pretenses that they would be taken care of and all of these different things. Um, and I guess, I guess I just want you guys to listen to what's going on and what's going to be going on in your states, honestly. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis has flown 50 asylum-seeking immigrants up to Martha's Vineyard. Uh, clearly, that is not how the Republicans are characterizing it, but we'll get to that later. At a press conference yesterday, Ron DeSantis said in Florida, they take what's happening at the southern border seriously, uh, that they are not a sanctuary state, but they will gladly facilitate people to sanctuary jurisdictions, which, which would make most people assume that the immigrants were coming from the state of Florida. Nope. Uh, these asylum-seeking migrants were actually from Texas, and they were lied to. They were told that they were going to Boston for expedited work papers. Oh, wait, there's more. Turns out that the governor of Florida paid someone in Texas to lure these people onto a plane, telling them that they were going to Boston, and then dumped them in Martha's Vineyard and told nobody it was happening. They were all lied to, transported from Texas to North Carolina to then Martha's Vineyard. And because nobody knew they were coming, they had to walk three miles to the community center, and most hadn't eaten since 6 a.m. But wait, there's more. These asylum-seeking immigrants were given falsified U.S. addresses. You know, because, because giving immigrants falsified U.S. addresses raises no red flags. But wait, there's more. It cost the taxpayers of Florida $12 million to do this. Like, where all that money come from, and where did it go to? Residents of tiny Martha's Vineyard rise to the occasion, provide shelter for the migrants, provide meals for them. Local high school AP Spanish students are volunteering to facilitate communication. They're actually turning volunteers away because they have such an outpouring of support for these, these poor people who've been lied to and dumped in a place that they didn't believe they were even going to by a governor who had absolutely no jurisdiction to do it. So let's just, let's just recap this. The governor of Florida recruits, pays somebody in Texas to recruit immigrants and lie to them to ship them from Texas over to Martha's Vineyard, also not Florida, tell no one in Martha's Vineyard that they're coming be because he thought that that's going to make liberals look bad when they don't want immigrants there. Sounds a lot like what people are calling kidnapping and human trafficking these days. Like and follow if you want more coverage of this. Girl, I've been told y'all about uh, Chuck E. Cheese ass Rhonda sent mm. I told y'all, but mm. yeah, I, I can't. Um, I'm gonna lost for words. Thoughts? Oh, lost for words. Okay, okay. So, um, before we get into um the messages, real quick, I just want to say, um, I really need people to read Octavia Butler's Parable of a Sower and Parable of a Talent. 
it's becoming more and more important um, that we have this information. I've spoken about it before. I will speak about it again. We are in the time of this theocracy that is so willing to throw immigrants and anybody who is black and brown away. And we think that because this is happening, happening to immigrants, that we are safe because we are American citizens. We are under the impression that we should feel like, guess what, that's, being, that's happening as an other type of thing. To those of us who still eat at Chick-fil-A, I need you to understand that they are currently right in- now, If you're black, like, if you're not white, you're not an American citizen at this point. I'm sorry, I'm like, oh, you're black, African-American. If you're black, but you're still American, I'm, at this point, they still do not see you at, if you're black, brown, in this country, you are not yes. an American citizen. They don't see you as that. They will never see you as that. Even though they are the original foreigners, they are the original illegal aliens to this place. And at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. It's about the ones that have the power. Us as black and brown people, literally are the global majority who are being ruled by the 1% that is all white. And they know that too. It's just the truth. And I feel like we should be at a point where this is something that we are able to digest, but there's so many of us who are in denial about how bad things are because things aren't happening to us. And that's why I brought up Chick-fil-A, because right now there are still gays and vays who are just like, well, the chicken's just good. I need you to realize that because the reason why you don't care is because what they're doing isn't affecting you here at home. But in Nigeria, Chick-fil-A has literally made their home there and they have actually put money towards making sure that the penalty for being gay in Nigeria is death. I need you to go ahead and look that shit up. So other black mm -hmm. people are dying in another country while you munch on your fucking chicken because guess what? It's happening in another place. This is why it's still legal to stone queer people in Nigeria. They've helped with that movement. It's not just conversion therapy. Girl, like I said, in that video you sent me of that book, uh, that prediction of like the prediction of what can happen, that's some scary shit. I watched it and they was right because that book was written in 2005. Yes. And it said in 2022, it's going to start with the death of Queen Elizabeth. The queen's and going 20... to die. And then in 2032, what we been saying, 10 years from now, an uprising or something's yeah. going to happen. They said in 2032, a class war is going to happen. 2045. Girl, we about to be wiped out. Yeah. And listen, and with this next topic, again, I need everybody to read Octavia Butler's Parable of the Sower <laughs> and Parable of the Talents. Because this, because this lady literally gave us an outline of the Christian theocracy being able to enslave everybody who is not the one percent, and, and and you think it's just a game, and it's not gonna get to you. Listen, what was that book called? I kind of want to buy it and read it and try to and get myself. Which one? More. 
the book that you showed me on TikTok, uh, it it was written in 2005 and it had like the predictions and it said 2022. Oh, it was like, it was one of the, the the Nostradamus novels. I have to go ahead and look it up because not, the whole Nostradamus thing that could be a whole other show, child. Where because that was just like basically a book of of predictions and things that were supposed to happen. Um, I haven't seen anything this accurate uh, in quite some time. Um, but again, I feel like when people are in their homes having complete meltdowns and they feel like it's over nothing just because they saw something crazy on the news. I need you to know you're not crazy. I need you to know you're not overreacting. You are actually feeling what the, the reality of what's happening. Cause we all should be a little bit panicked. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna put it out there. Um, so, oh, messages. Yes. Do my eyes deceive me or is it too scrum deliumptious content creators up here tonight? What's up, Aries? Nice. Shout out to the room. I'm so happy to see y'all back. I've missed y'all. Said I have to refollow you for some reason because stereo is being um, a crackhead child. The bath salt epidemic hit very hard while you guys have been on. I'm convinced <laughs> motherfuckers is just really on these bath salts. Guillotine, guillotine to them all. Period. Step yes, um, we do Arctic Ghetto Podcasts now every Tuesday night at 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Central. Let's see. <sighs> this sounds like, um, yeah, after the Freedom Riders, the white segregationist movement, when the black people were lied to, and they said, hey, you're going here, yeah. History repeats itself in a mysterious way. Ah, Florida. <laughs> Florida. Deep wow. Side. So, I mean, it's given 12 years a slave. Because that's basically what happened to him. Only it was a lot worse at the end of it. Um, secondly, of course, it would be Texas involved in this shit. <sighs> My God. This damn state is always involved in something. Mm-hmm. I swear, Texas and Florida. See how I had it fucked up? I thought they really took people from Florida. Now nah, they decided to go and recruit people from Te- Ron DeSantis from Florida recruited migrants from Texas, fifty migrants from Texas to go. I'm I'm so. Girl, I can't stand his ass. He's like a blister that I want to bust. <laughs> can't stand his bunion built ass. It's it, and it's and it's all the time. And like whether it was the don't say gay bill, the critical race thing, we have been hearing nothing but Ron DeSantis bullshit for years now. It makes me miss Jeb Bush. Does anybody remember how fucked up Jeb Bush was? Anyway, moving on. <laughs> um, Girl, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. They want to Stuart Little instead. So there's there's that. Vote blue though. No. Look, at this point, like I said, but be killing me to it. Listen, I feel like we should for I, I feel like we should for a few minutes because I feel like we still have a lot of faith in this voting system that really doesn't benefit us, and I feel you terrible. For three saying. people called me today. Three people called me today to say, "Hey, are you registered? Midterms coming up." I said, "Yes, but I'm not voting." Oh my God, why not? I said, well, the system's trash and it's not doing anything for black folks, especially black Voter folks. Why the fuck would I vote? 
oh, well, we just, your vote matters. I said, well, does it? Because capitalism still here. So how does it matter? Why's supremacy still when... here? I just got called nigger the other day. So, well, so what are you talking about? And this is the thing. Like I said, I think me and Aaron have said it before. I think that local elections do matter. I think getting involved in your local elections 100% matters. And I honestly do feel like if we were to really concentrate and get involved in our local elections, that the national elections would turn out more accurately. Let's say that. It would come out more accurately. I feel like if we had more control over what happened locally. I really do believe that. And this could be the idealism in me that should die within the next six months. Who knows? <laughs> but right now, that's how I feel. Yeah. Um, oh, I'm just, however, I'm just trying to abolish the state, period. Because it don't make no sense. The state is not for black people, so it needs to be abolished. But anyways, girl, because we're going to put some folks off. <laughs> so let's get to the railroad. So um, the reason why I put this story in, and this is going to sound very crazy to you guys, if anybody actually wants to message me for proof, I can send it to you. Uh, I sent it to Erin earlier. So one of my girlfriends, she was in Austin, Texas, right? And she was looking on walmart.com and she just wanted to buy some butter. Um, I want to make sure I get the price right. So I'm going to pull up the picture so I can look at it real quick. <laughs> So when she was looking for butter on walmart.com um, for one pound of butter, it was $144.62. Then she decided, you know what? Let me make some butter. I don't mind making butter shit. Um, let me go ahead and get some heavy whipping cream and I can make butter. They're doing it all over TikTok. It's not that big of a deal. So they're only selling the whipping cream in a 12 pack. And the whipping cream is $129.62. That means it's $10 a box for 16 ounces of heavy whipping cream. Now, for people who got money listening to this, and I don't think people who got money is listening to the Earth is Ghetto podcast. I'm just going to let you know. So, um, <laughs> If you listening, right, I know a lot of you are like, butter is how much fucking money? There's actually a reason for all of this. Now, um, thankfully, they were able to get some things stocked. A lot of people, uh, like I was literally looking it up, trying to see, like, is this the price that it's going to be and so on and so forth. There's a shortage of cream and butter going into Texas currently because the railroad the actual railroad is about is actually trying to have a strike. They're having a strike because they only get 30 days off a year. Did anybody know that? I believe it. And as they should, everyone needs to be going well, on strike, period. Bruh, so they're striking. And because they are striking, things are becoming more expensive. Now, remember, this is a tentative strike. I feel like they're they're just trying to show how fucked up things can be if you don't give in to their demands. That's that's in my mind. That's what I'm thinking. But I, but we but this is the thing. We have no direct correlation to make sure that those two things are the same. I'm just letting you know that that's what I am thinking. 
So I'm going to go ahead and read an article real quick that's going to talk about the um, the strike that's going on on the railroad. So the deal averting railroad strike has the potential to uh, fall apart, basically meaning that the government was actually trying to strike a deal with the railroad workers so that they wouldn't strike and things won't get more expensive. But they're saying that this is, has a possibility of falling through because they're not really giving the fairest deal. So the White House brokered an agreement to avert a railroad strike has the potential to fall apart, threatening widespread economic disruption right before midterm elections. Railroad workers are set to vote on the tentative deal reached between unions and railroads Thursday morning. If any of the 12 rail unions fail to ratify a new contract, nearly 125,000 railroad workers would be headed for a strike. The agreement would mandate two-person crews, cap health care costs, and allow workers to take time off for medical appointments or other scheduled appointments without being penalized, all key concessions won by unions. The deal also provides 24% raises over five years, back pay, cash bonuses, basically treating these people like they're human. Let's just go ahead and right. say that. How dare now, That's too much. Yeah, That's too you can't do that. Why would we, well, for people who take no day, basically take humans? no days off. Yeah, human? Yeah. Well, you're supposed to be a robot, bitch. This is why we're going to replace you with them, but that's another story. So, <laughs> Ron Kamikow, Kamikow, an organizer at Railroad Workers United, which represents a rank-and-file railroaders, said there's a lot of anger, confusion, and hostility toward the new agreement, which many workers feel is intentionally vague. Workers are pissed off, and this time, we actually have a lot of leverage. Yes, the fuck you do said a locomotive engineer at Norfolk Southern who asked for asked to remain anonymous for fear of retaliation. I know I'm not going to accept anything less than what we deserve. Okay. The, the two largest rail unions warned during negotiations that their members wouldn't approve a contract that doesn't quell outrage over unpredictable scheduling, unsafe working conditions, and lack of sick leave. These people are not asking for much, Okay. For the strike threat to end, workers would need to feel that the proposed contract is far stronger than the deal offered by the PEB. A survey of rail workers at the Smart Transportation Division found that nearly eight in 10 would have voted to reject that contract. So this is basically what this means. The contract that they have given these railroad workers still is not right. So this strike could happen any day because if they are not getting their needs met, which, by the way, I feel like we can all agree, is not fucking crazy. Did you hear what they were asking for? Just common okay. sense things, but yeah, how dare you? I just feel like that's not fair because I just think they're being lazy and they want handouts and that is <laughs> taxpayer dollars. I hope you pay $144.12 for butter, bitch. But, um... I need. See, that's the thing. Like, I, if I just work harder, I can make more money to pay for the things when they go up. This feels like the depression. Do you remember those pictures from the from the textbooks where we would see people burning money for like mm-hmm. for for heat? I, I feel like we're not far from that. Um. So now I have to ask you, Aaron, from this using our imagination. What do you think is going to be next coming down the pike if this railroad um, strike really goes into effect? 
I think it will. And to be honest, this is going to sound, I kind of hope it does because girl, you got to look, these motherfuckers got to find out the hard way. Um, mm. Again, yes, they're going to raise the prices up, but let's be honest. Like all this shit is numbers. They could end this shit if they wanted to. But then that also leads into another conversation about just the conversation of this monetary system that we have to begin with. Which then when I talk about it, oh my God, now you're being too radical. We got we we gotta have money. Well, girl, then shut up and pay the two hundred dollars for the brick of butter. Because they could end this shit at the snap of a finger. I'm not trying to hear, oh my God, what are we gonna do? We know what the answer is. Because if they really wanted to, they would. They're not asking for much. If you really wanted this to stop, if you really wanted to make sure that nobody is going to pay $144.12 for butter, don't you think they would make sure to give the railroad workers what they needed? Tell me why that's not, why that's not happening. Like, girl, to be honest, we all need to be going on a strike, regardless of what kind of job you have. What you think that you're making right now is still not enough. Well, if you're going to flip burgers, then if you want to pay burger flippers $15 an hour, then that means I need to raise. Absolutely. You proved my point once again. You need what you think you're making now ain't shit. It's true. And you're finally looking at ways, looking at life in a way that could be fair. And you're just, and you think it's a gotcha. And you're like, no, you're right. Everybody deserves a wage that they can live off of. It doesn't matter what job you do, whether you are cleaning toilets, wiping ass, or you're a fucking engineer, you deserve to be able to go home to a bed that is suitable under a roof that, that actually can catch the rain. The fuck is going on? Like I said, <sighs> we saw, and I've, in history has shown, like, girl, empires only last about 250 years. It's 2020, 70, what's 2022 minus 1776? Oh, you can't expect me to do math right now. It's been, it's <laughs> about that time, like, girl, yeah, that's, I think we're at right at it. Well, we might be in four more years. I don't know. But empires come down, like, history has shown this, girl. So, like I said, a class war is going to happen very, very soon. Especially if we have, we're not willing to treat the people who do everything we need well. This is why it's so crazy. Like during the pandemic, you were essential workers. Right. Now y'all are low income. Y'all are back to low income. So why, why do the burger flippers get paid $15? But you were just saying that they were essential workers. So which one is it? Yeah, for real. I, like, are you willing to pick a struggle? Because I don't feel like you are. Um, and it, and it really sucks for me to have to to say this because I feel like I say it every time, and I'm always talking about doomsday. But shit like this, when shit like this happens, and 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 we're gonna start seeing this a little bit everywhere. Like, we already had a milk shortage. They don't even give a fuck about babies. So we already had. A, um, uh, we already had a formula shortage that, affect, that affected children all over the nation, and they did not give a fuck. So You see what these Starbucks workers doing? They're raising oh, the price for hey. Starbucks now because, again, a lot of workers are doing unions, and you know, these Samantha's and Becky's are mad as hell now. Oh my God, you raised the price because, oh my God, Starbucks. But girl, <laughs> you ain't paying them shit. 
Nigga, Starbucks was already expensive enough to begin with. Y'all shouldn't have been buying it in the first place. I don't know why the fuck you're buying five, six dollars for a cup of coffee. But that's neither here nor there. Okay, we all have a moment. So yeah, right. I you can save your your frappe, your cherry bap, hollyberry bap, whatever you want to call it this week. Dragon fruit, whatever the fuck. <laughs> I I don't care. Like, oh my god, they're raising the price because workers are tired of being exploited. What does you expect to happen? Like it's like you just yeah. you keep poking the bear. What the fuck, bitch? Stop poking me before I bite your ass. I feel like that's another thing that people are are kind of losing in translation. Like because now we're seeing some of the after effects, like high prices. So now we are looking at those same people to be like, well, why aren't you getting your shit together? Basically, because we need our things to go back down to the price that we should be able to afford to pay. But if those same people the thing, don't though. have rights, <laughs> this supply and demand that's the thing if they want because prices are going up because of this shit but that's the thing they could still they don't have to if they don't want to that's the thing like all this shit it's just hypothetical girl i'm just i'm oh, i'm tired <laughs> it's exhausting so talking about this shit. we got a little messy a lot of you scary-ass motherfuckers that always tell me to tone down better get fucking ready and tighten the fuck up. <laughs> That's it, girl. Uh, I mean, Rose said... No, I, but, like, real talk. Like, me and my mom bought a deep, fr- a deep freezer today. Um, we're gonna start making sure... I already have, like, one of my food saver things so we can start buying meat in bulk, saving it, putting it inside the deep freezer. We're trying... Now, unfortunately, it's gonna be wintertime. But I'm trying to make sure I have an outdoor garden out there that's actually going to be able to give us food. You know what I mean? Like, you know, tomatoes and 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 um, uh, tomatoes and potatoes and like, you know, herbs and things. Um, going to start canning. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah girl. We're not it's in a space where we can we just it, be like, oh, it's cool. It's going to be here before we know it, too. We ain't going to have no more toilet paper just like last time. People going to take uh, all the shit. And, and it's not going to be just crazy white people with money. Because of all this shit is taught because of individualism. Yep. That's true. Mm. Yep. Guillotines, period. I mean, I know we keep on saying we're going to have guillotine t shirts. It's going to come. It's going to come. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and have you take it for this uh, next topic. Because I think it's really, really important, but I also realize I don't have as much experience in this area. Oh, you're on mute, boo. Still on mute. Fuck, not go. the crickets. Okay, so. <laughs> Yeah, this was a this is a huge problem, and this is one of the main reasons why I'm single as hell. Because in the queer community, femphobia is still very much here, and this whole mask for mask thing, I'm really getting annoyed of it because it's like instead of trying to get to know me, it's like that's like one of the first things. Are you masked? Are you not feminine? Are you? It's like, girl, I'm, and I'm, and that. 
comes to what I want to ask, do you think it is inherently femphobic to prefer a masculine nigga? Because they use they hide behind this preference shit. Like, yes, I get it, but it's like, can you tell me why you prefer masculine niggas without bringing up feminine niggas? Just like, can you tell me why, black men, you prefer white women without bringing up black women? It's true. And I feel like when... And I also think, what answers could you give me that I couldn't trace back to femphobia? I feel like that's one of the biggest... One, because even if that's not the particular one that they pick, right? What else can they say? Seriously, when they're like, oh, I only want masks. Because the first thing they say is, well, feminine men, they don't even talk about how much they love masculine men. The first thing that comes up in their minds is to shit on feminine men. So that makes me think there's a lot of phobia that comes with it. But if that's not even the reason, Tell me what reason that they could come up with that's not rooted in femphobia. I would love to know. They usually can't do it. That's the thing. They usually cannot. They be like, it's like, well, y'all be doing too much. I'm like, but all of this for the subjective right, because now we're talking about gender and gender expression. Right. So it's like, girl, usually from what I've found out, the niggas who say, who ask me, are you femme? kind of telling themselves when they do that. I'm like, girl, either A, you're feminine yourself, which is fine, or B, you're a bottom, which is also fine, like, girl. But it's like, don't be shitting on the community that you are low-key a part of and just say, like, that's what bothers me. And this is why I'm single now. And before we get into these messages, the one thing that I do want to say is that I'll be honest with you, even when my biphobic ass was asked, what makes you not like a man who's been with another man? All I could say was, well, I don't find a feminine man attractive. And then somebody had the smart idea of asking me why. And I was like, well, like, there are two feminine like they're just like <laughs> like you again yo don't i sound like a dude well i don't know like that was really that was literally all i can come up with and i all i could think was well like what if something happens and like you know a robber's coming after me like is he gonna like help <laughs> i can't oh even say i was so stupid <laughs> Like not remembering all of the times people had pulled a gun out on me on fucking Florida. How many times I've been robbed in person and had to fucking handle it myself. How many like like so that's the reason? And then I realized the reason why I felt like that's because I had no faith in my own femininity to protect me. So I didn't have any faith in his femininity to protect me. And I had to figure out where the fuck that came from. But a lot of you are not ready to do any of that introspection. And let me, this is why therapy is so fucking vital. Let me tell you something. I had to realize something. Me being a Pisces, a nigga does not like to be wrong. Right? It's not my thing. It's not my jam. It's why I make sure I come to every conversation 
with receipts and making sure I got everything. But how does that translate into relationships that are outside of this? How does all of that translate with the people that I love? Am I trying to get over on them and win with them too? You're gonna have to find a new way to actually have a conversation. But for me to even come to that in the first place, I had to do introspection about what kind of person I was, especially in an argument, what kind of person I was when I was wrong, flat out wrong. People, niggas telling me to my face, nigga, you wrong. How do I react to that? A lot of you are not ready to actually answer those questions. Mm. Straight men. Yeah, I, I, would, and I would say this also, once again, What's understood needs no understanding. I would never understand the niggas who go out the way to say what they just cannot stand. Like, oh, why can't you just be a real man? Like, y'all have some internalized homophobia. And listen, I feel the same way. Because listen, I'd be listening to all kinds of comedy, all kinds of different podcasts. I was listening to this Indian dude talk about how Indian women smell, how he could never be with an Indian woman. This nigga's name is Arjun. Okay? How he could never do it. That kind of self-hate is not something that is just directly with black people. That kind of self-hate is not, it is that kind of anti-blackness you can find in every single community. I need you to be able to understand that. And that whole mask for mask thing, when you only want to make sure that it's masculine, you are bending into these gender ni uh, binary performances. And I need you to understand that, that still comes from white supremacy. Oh, well, I'm not being racist. Stupid. Hear what I'm saying. <laughs> these are the ideologies that stem from white supremacy. And just because we're not looking at it in that sense does not mean that this is still not the stepdaughter of white supremacy, period. When you say, I only want mask for mask, I need a masculine man, I need somebody to protect me, I need this, I need that. So what are you saying about feminine people? All we've done is protect. All we've done is provide. Tell me what, tell me what the problem is. Do you see what I'm saying? Am I making sense? I know I'd be going on rants and shit, but I'm just like, I, I cannot understand how we can't see the, the deficit and looking at femininity in such a negative way. I don't understand that. Um, Patriarch is a bitch girl. Like, that's what I said. If you're going to date me, I'm already non-binary. So I don't subscribe to none of this dumbass shit anyway, because again, gender, the idea of gender does not exist. So you asking me, are you mask? Are you film? Girl, I'm whatever the fuck. I'm Aaron. That's all that matters. That's all you need to know is I'm Aaron. I'm Uncle Clifford, bitch. You're not going to try to put me Who in the box. You? You're not going to put me in the box and say, oh, well, I like your masculine side. Oh, I like <laughs> just your feminine. Girl, you're going to get the best from both words with me, and that's on Hannah Montana. Or neither. I do what I want. I don't subscribe to these invisible-ass, rigid-ass European gender binaries that people still want to stick to. And that means they don't have to dress their gender just so you can understand something. That's not their job to take on that emotional labor of what you have normalized and what you have not. I really cannot stand it when straight people come into a space with a queer person or worst of all, come into queer spaces telling us how we need to act 
and to present ourselves in order to make them comfortable, in order to make them understand. That's bullshit. Um, listening to this, some of these messages. Uh, Grinch face. <clears throat> I worked on the railroad right out of high school. Uh, oh, I worked at the same company my dad did. We did a lot of jobs for this company called Watco. Uh, they were even talking about sending me to Australia because they own uh, a bunch of rail there too. It's a incredibly unsafe job. So like my dad will stand in between rail cars sometimes like in the loading stations. And some of them have this big hill that they just like push them down. And you're in between that with a big bore machine. Also, when you work on the railroad, you get zero days off unless something breaks while you're on the job. You're out of town for like three months at a time and you're working pretty much like 14 hours a day every single day. Uh, and I think back then I was getting paid like 13 bucks an hour. It was fucking insane. What? Bitch, the way I would have quit what? so fast. What? <laughs> Wait, hold on. I remember one time we did a job and these two dudes are a lot taller than me. We didn't have a watchman, so this was like super fucking illegal. Um, you have to have a watchman there all the time. And we carried this big run of pipe across the railroad tracks. There was a fucking train, like, coming. It was far away. But, like, I tripped, and it scared the absolute shit out of me. Like, I've almost been pulled into the ground by the bore machine, like, pulling back towards the drill part, and it goes underground. Uh, I mean, it was, it was fucking terrifying. Dude, you get ice on your helmet uh, from being out there. You go in at 6 a.m., and you don't get done till like, 8 p.m. Oh, my fucking God. Okay, I don't think this message came through, um, unfortunately, that last message. But, oh my fucking god. No, what? what? Oh, I can't believe they taking the strike. That's terrible. Hey, that's some bullshit. I need cheap butter. What kind of human are you? How dare I don't you put your, your human that. needs first? How dare you try to take care of your physical being? Oh my god. Girl, I, yeah. <laughs> I have no words. That's almost like being pulled down to where a drill is, standing between running train cars, and that's just something you're supposed to do. How much insurance can they possibly give you, bitch? Like, I, I, what? What? For just 13 oh an hour. Risk your life every day for 13 minutes. Girl, it's it's ridiculous. Like, I'm... Yeah, I, I can't even. I can't even. Um, <laughs> um, but going back to um, Mask for Mask, I feel like if we ever get to a point where we actually let go of these terms, like masculine, and feminine, we will be so much better off. But for right now, we are so stuck in these binaries that for some reason, we, we need that. We feel like we truly feel like we need this symbiosis of yin and yang as if that, as if that can't come in different genders. Right. And that's the thing, like, like I said, me being non-binary was, is, probably the most enlight enlightening, most beautiful, most powerful thing that I've ever done. Like I feel very free. I'm still looking at 
cis head people argue about gender roles and shit and who should be doing this. I'm like, girl, sorry, I can't relate. Like, y'all are still holding on to these invisible ass rules that, again, gender, the system of gender binaries came from white supremacy. But anyways, I don't have to worry about none of that. That's why I'm saying, like, this is why I'm still single now because the gays are very femphobic and they want you to be six foot four and have a six pack and have a deep voice and just act pretty straight passing and all this other shit. And it's like, girl, you're not going to get that with me. I do what the fuck I want. I don't think like you can ever get rid of mass for mass because there's things like no fats, no films, no blacks, no whites. Like, you know, you know what I mean. I think I, I think y'all get my point, but like, it's like hard to explain. You're on mute. And and you're right because you go on these websites and they are literally like no Asians, no blacks, no fats. <laughs> like fats is a person. I don't say that. People, I want black queer people to get off of grinder. If you're black and you're still using Grinder, you're fucking up your mental health. Grinder was made for the white gays, and to be honest, it's very like very white supremacistic. To be honest, that's all you will see on Grinder is no fats, no blacks, no Asians. Like, girl, they don't want you, and if they do, they just want to fetishize you. Let's like, I'm sorry, someone had to say it. It's gonna be me. You're not wrong. We need you're a black wrong. queer app. And I'm not talking about Jack. We need like an actual black queer dating app. I know that's going to be hard to do because, again, most people aren't looking for a relationship. But, girl, I'll tell you right now, if you're black and queer, Grinder is not where you're going to find it. But this is the thing. We have so much stuff for the straights, right? We have Christian Mingo. We got Match. We got POF. We got all this shit. And we only got fucking apps for the gays. And I feel like we should 100% have like a gay match.com where we're actually like trying to get to know the other person for those of them that actually want full blown relationships instead of going on Jackson, like hoping there's a relationship in there somewhere. Um, Apollo. So, Jacket is the way, is what I'm hearing. <laughs> <laughs> Apollo. I, I thought there was one called BLK. Isn't that, isn't that the app? Yeah, I didn't know. Be okay, but it's, I mean, it's I'm honest, black, but like, it's not many black gay folks on there. It's mostly straight. Black gay folks on there. You can change the like, option I mean, to queer, but you're not going to find out many black queer people on Be Okay. We need a fresh restart. We need like a, a black Tinder, even though the gays did create Tinder and the straights took it over. But <laughs> yeah, did you know that? I had no idea. I had no idea. That doesn't surprise me at all, being that uh, even Black Lives, Black Lives Matter was co-opted from Black queer people. So I, you know, I can't, I can't be like, oh, I can't believe it's such a surprise. It's not. Um, but uh, what was I going to say? So I'm wondering right now, what do you think is going to be the solution to getting rid of Mask for Mask? Um, getting rid of patriarchy. <laughs> oh, well, that's not going to be a big yeah, ass. I don't have no time to do that tomorrow. 
Yeah, yeah, nigga. Yeah, we can just the wake fuck? up and do that. Because you can't get oh, rid yeah, of we'll patriarchy just without getting white supremacy. You have to first get rid of white supremacy to get rid of patriarchy because they go hand in hand. It's true. And even when we get rid of white supremacy, we're still going to be dealing with massage noir. We're still going to be dealing with transphobia. There, like even when we break that glass ceiling, we're still going to have to figure out all of these other isms. It's just, it's just what it is. Um, Apollo, wait, you for real? <laughs> Gender was made for the gays. Mm-hmm. I didn't know. No, I wait. I mean. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Apollo about to Google some shit right now. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> they about to figure out what's going to play. Oh my goodness. Okay, so moving on to the next topic. Let's see, what we got. Ooh, are we gonna let you take this one? Let's see. Oh, girl, I forgot. I put it in here. You did. I know you did. <laughs> Um, this next topic is going to be pretty touchy, I guess. It's basically just talking about, um, black queer people oftentimes do experience trauma from parents coming from a black parent household. If you are black and queer girl, you know, the shit that we go through. And like I've said before, I've been kicked out of my home twice because I'm queer. So... I want to say this to all black parents um, who want to have kids in the future or black people who want to have kids. I really want y'all to think twice before having kids from now on, or just parents in general, regardless of race, but this is a black queer podcast. So, but just parents in general, please think before having kids. If you do not quote unquote agree with trans people, gay people, lesbian or whatever, and don't think that it can't happen to you. Because it can. My parents thought that, oh, I ain't going to have a gay kid. And it did. So if you are the type to disagree with it, you're not ready to have it. I'm sorry. A lot of people don't have reason for why they want to have kids. They just do it because they parents told them they want to have grandkids. So let me go ahead and have kids to make my parents happy. They do it because they think it'll fix their marriage. They do it because they think, oh, kids are cute. You don't really have a legit reason, to be honest. Most people don't. Um... And I can tell you right now, in this fucking economy, and all this shit that's going on, and because I'm a selfish uh, bitch, and I'm gonna admit that I'm not having kids. So when I was uh, young, you know, I grew up in a, a household with five children, two parents. Um, I was the second of five, and I remember my mom asking me if I wanted to have kids, and I'm like, yes, because it makes life worthwhile. What commercial did I see that? But that's that's literally what I said. I can remember it like it was yesterday. <clears throat> Fast forward to the honesty of my mom. It was a hard thing to hear, but I think it was also something I needed to. My mom didn't want to have any kids after me. My mom... Um, she had um, a cyst on one ovary and she had to go ahead and get one ovary removed. And that happened at 16 before she even started like actually getting dick or nothing, right? So she grew up thinking, I need to have a child so I can prove I can have one. 
this is how fucked up patriarchy is, people. Just, just listen. So she went ahead and she got with my father and she had my older sister and she got pregnant with my older sister. And she was like, I just want to see if I can get pregnant. Thank you. I appreciate you. This is, she was like, no, I'm going to be a nurse in a few months. So I don't really need you, you know? And then his mother called her and said she was going to burn in hell if she was going to have a child out of wedlock. So my parents got married and had me about two and a half years later. The last three kids, when we talk about uh, pregnancy and it actually being something that men can abuse you with, this is something my father 100% did. He actually changed out her birth control so that she, every time she started running and losing weight, he would get her pregnant. And that's how the last three children happened. Wow. I grew up thinking that this kind of dysfunction was normal. So when it came to me coming out as queer and me having a trans uh, boyfriend, um, they didn't really know what the fuck to do with themselves. They had no fucking clue. My father tried to throw me the fuck out. And I was lucky because my mother, even though she didn't understand, was like, you're not gonna throw my child out on the street. I was blessed. There are so many black queer people who will never ever understand that grace. They will have never felt that grace from their parents. I just, I just had to go ahead and, talk, go ahead and tell y'all. <laughs> Yeah, girl, I feel like, um, and I'm just going to say it, um, when it comes to Black queer people living in a Black household, once again, I think a lot of this has to do with the poisonous shit that we like to cling on to, such as religion, Christianity. Black people are still very, 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 very religious. And again, I was kicked out because my father told me that God told him that he could not have a homosexual spirit in his house. It is not safe to have a homosexual spirit being in the house. And that is the devil. And God, he said that God told him that I have to leave. And another thing, I'm also holding the black church responsible for this shit, too, because black pastors would say this shit and spew this hatred from the from the altar. And you ostracize black queer folks who go to church. And you teach this shit to their parents and then their parents take what you, what they've learned from you and you tell them and the parents tell that shit to their kids. When it, so when the kid says, mom, I'm gay, dad, I'm trans or whatever, they didn't have to tell them, well, based on what they learned, they cannot have that energy in the household. It happens all the time. So my question to you is, what were you taught about having a wife and children growing up? And when did it change? I was told, again, I was told to try to get married at 18 with a wife. Are kids. you serious? Are you serious? Mm -hmm. At 18? At 18? Girl, you, know how, you know how it is with black fathers. And that's why you have black men now saying, yeah, I fucked that was when I was 13. I had sex. And they think that's cute. And it's not. Like, girl, you need help. That's not something yeah. to celebrate. You was you was assaulted. 
that's surprising to me because that's something that I saw kind of within the um, Latina community where they would encourage their daughters to kind of get married at a high school. I didn't re I didn't realize they were telling like island boy like what you were perceived as at the time as an island boy to be like oh you need to get married at eighteen. That that Same didn't cross my mind. I I had no like I'm wow. Wow. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, 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 because yeah, I was my, my father education knew I was college. He saw how feminine I was and he didn't want that shit. He said, this will make you masculine. If you just go ahead and find your wife and get and have kids now, he was, cause he knew I was, I was feminine from the get go and he hated that shit. <laughs> so he would do anything possible and that shit obviously didn't work. So no. yeah. Oh shit. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Um, and when and when did it change? If that since that's what you were taught growing up, when did it change for you that that wasn't something that you could do or that wasn't a binary that you could apply to yourself? Like when did I figure that I was non-binary? Well, not when you could figure out we were non-binary. When did you figure out this whole marriage thing, the kids thing, was not something that you could do? I want to say um, once I educated myself on just everything when it comes to like the system and all the shit that's going on in the world and myself and knowing how I am emotionally I realized girl ain't no way in hell I need to be I need to be having kids like girl and I'm okay like I will admit that most people just don't want to be honest with themselves and tell themselves hey kids are not for me they just do it because you their parents what? want them to have grandkids. So I'm going to go ahead and put a question out to the panel. If you do want to have kids, can you tell us why? Just out of curiosity, if you do want to have kids, I just want to know. I feel like I'm being messy, but I want to, but I really <laughs> want to know. Because girl, they'd be like, oh, and I'd be like, oh, why do you want to have kids? Oh, well, you know, my legacy, I'm like, you don't have to have kids to leave a legacy. So what's that got to do? But it's just a lot to it. It's whatever. But this whole, oh, well, if Sounds you have kids, if you're a woman, people expect that women just to automatically have kids. Some women just don't want to have kids because they don't want to. And they don't, and they don't need any other reason other than they just don't want to. Like there are so many complications that come with pregnancy, guys. Like, come on. Right. I'm loving this topic already. Period. Yeah. The stories that I have of what the black community has done to my LGBT friends who are, are my family now is just ugh. Yeah. And this is why we create this podcast because look, Earth is Ghetto Podcast, like we wanted this to be a safe space for black LGBT folks specifically because we don't have a safe space. They love to say, oh, well, they always come back to us because they black at the end of the day, but y'all still calling us fags and sissies and punks and being violent and shit, but you say we black first. And then we can't go to the mainstream LGBT side because as a mainstream, the LGBT community is whitewashed as fuck and is hella racist. So black queer people are literally all that we got. We have each other. That's it. It's the facts. It's the reason why Lil Nas X went to go perform at the BET Awards. They didn't call that nigga back and they decided to give Jack Harlow a BET Award. 
I'm sorry. I feel like that shit was just hurtful, bro. And that shit was purposeful. I don't give a fuck what anybody got to say. Yeah, BET knows who's this artist. The, after the way BET treated the Pose, the cast of Pose, and Janet Mock, and yeah. so on and so forth, I said, girl, I ain't surprised. Nothing. Nothing surprised me after that. I wanted to have kids. I don't know why I wanted to have kids. I'm not against it. You know, having children with it. Now, I'm not sure if I even want to have any. Because I'm also broke, too, so... But I, but I want to have like twenty. But I want to have like maybe about twenty children for some reason. Oh my I don't know god! If a lot of people in my family have a lot of mm. kids or what? But it, that's what. Yeah. And that's the thing, like, girl. That's when I be yeah. hearing like the older gen. When I hear the older generation, why? How come the younger generation don't want to have kids? Do you not know how fucked up this? We are. We are in fucked up times right now. We can barely take care of ourselves. Cost of living is about to go up again. Why the fuck do you expect us to have kids and we can barely put food on our table for our goddamn self? Like, if we're barely eating, how are we supposed to create people that also need to eat? I feel like nobody is taking into consideration the reality of the situation. <laughs> like, sorry that like, oh, this generation talk. don't want to have kids. Well, I'm sorry that this generation is being realistic about the state of the fucked up world that we're living in right now. But you want me to have kids just to make you happy because you want to see your grandkids running around. At the end of the day, I'm taking care of them hoes. Like, I feel like that's such a weird thing to want, man. I want you to have kids so that I... Look, wait, what? And you want to go ahead and have us have complete people based off that desire? That doesn't sound fucked up to you? And even if I did have the money and everything was going great financially and the economy wasn't fucked up, if I don't want to have kids, I don't have to, bitch. I'm telling you now, I'm a selfish bitch, and I was—I admit that now, and I can at least I have the like the guts to admit it, because most folks, are, oh, let me just go ahead and have it, knowing damn well you selfish as hell, and bitch, you ain't gonna give him a, a pair of slides for Christmas. Right. It's just, oh, it's so unfortunate. Oh, messages. I do, but at the same time, I don't want to have kids because. The world is, like, so fucked up these days. Like, school shootings almost happening, like, every week. Like, food shortages, money. Like, it's all just too much. Exactly. Okay. If I do end up having children, it'll only be through adoption, though. That's what's up. And nothing, too. Um, I actually had older relatives... Tell me, oh, I need to get me get a girlfriend. I need to get married. And actually had a great aunt. She just passed away a few months ago. She was 94, 95. And she said that um I need to have some children. She said, I'm gonna need somebody to take care of me when I get old. Mm. And she got now, she got married when she was what, 15 years old and had about what 10 children. And she ain't had a good relationship. God bless That's another thing. Like, another thing I want parents to stop. Oh, well, I want to have kids so I can be taken care of. Girl, if you train your, if your kids don't have a good relationship with you, you just think they're going to automatically take care of you. Girl, I don't give a damn about neither one of my parents. I, they kicked me out the house. I had nowhere to stay. And oh, they, they still your family. That don't mean shit to me, bitch. Let me tell you something. My mother, she will never see the inside 
of a nursing home. The day that Elton Fitzroy Bryan start walking funny, I'm donating his body to science. <laughs> I'm I'm being a hundred percent for real. Cause that's exactly the way that he treated me. He treated me like nothing, so I'm going to treat him like nothing. And I'm sorry if that sounds like I haven't grown or all kinds of other shit. I don't care. I'm in therapy, so we're all good over here. But I'm letting you know I mean, that once you treat your kids like shit, you can't expect them to go ahead and care for you when you're in a fucked up moment because when they were young and they needed your guidance, you decided to go ahead and turn them out to pasture like they weren't even your fucking kids. Tell me why you yeah. deserve it. That's all. Because all they're going to do is wait till they're financially stable and then once... Because they love to say, well, you ain't got it until you pay your own bills. You under my roof. Okay, girl. Because I was told that too. Like, oh, you you can't be this. You want to act feminine and be gay and shit, but you under my roof. Okay, girl. Well, now I can pay my own fucking bills. And then you wonder why you never hear from your kids again. Well, y'all don't mm. come visit us no more. Well, girl, no shit. Why would we want to visit you? Because you're such care. a prize to be with? Like... <laughs> What what are you saying? <laughs> Messages. Wait a minute. Have y'all heard these studies that have been done that show that we're losing classes like each generation? <sighs> so essentially what needs to be done is like not even needs to be done, but what black parents attempt to do is throw us into every fucking activity there is so that we can ensure that we keep the class. Like if we we're you know this class or whatever we're gonna stay there like if they had a house we're gonna have a house type of thing um but that's not really how it ends up going it, it it's not like it never happens it's just sometimes we don't go to the what's it called uh john and jane like type of cotillion things it, like how would you <laughs> how would you enforce that it's um it's not working the way they thought it would, where it's like generational wealth. Nah, we, we downgrading just about every generation, unfortunately. I don't know, it's weird. <clears throat> when we talk about capitalism, and I know she, and you're talking about the cotillion balls and like the, the uh, what, what we think is like the deep money of the black South and so on and so forth and how this wealth was just supposed to spread and all this bullshit. I, I understand exactly what you're saying and how it really hasn't handed down to any of us, especially the bulk of Black people that live in this country. Um, and the only thing it's really done is establish a classism between the ones that go to the cotillions and the rest of us, to be honest right. with you. It's only created more classism, if we're being real. Yeah, and um, I feel like what's worse is the fact that because, like Aaron mentioned, we are so stuck within this Christian religion, um, and we are so stuck with enforcing the rules that were literally given to us by our oppressors in order to make sure we weren't um, worship, doing voodoo. That's African spirituality. They had us demonize it to be like, oh, that's Satan. Right. And in actuality, if you were to actually read up on African spirituality, you'd realize it has nothing to do with that shit. Like but remember, black, they had to demonize people, it. What black people are calling witchcraft and demonic and oh you can't be that's some voodoo shit i'm like you do know these are the things that black people actually practiced before colonization black people didn't practice christianity while you 
eat the body and drink the blood. Okay, nigger. As you watch like some nigger hung up on a cross before you go to sleep. Because that ain't got nothing. You, you, bitch, I really Girl. wish you would. You <laughs> so goddamn. Every time. <laughs> this shit is so crazy. Messages. And if anything, that whole being hung on the cross, that's some kinky shit. If anything, it's giving BDSM. Oh my God. Girl, yeah, I said it. <laughs> Shout out to my babies on the panel. To Aaron, how you doing, my love? And to Sid, how you doing, honey? Um, I'm I'm here, y'all. I'm listening. I'm still at this punk ass job, but I'm way too cute for it. But hey, I haven't found my sugar daddy yet to, you know, yes, pay you for are. my tuition. So I guess the bitch gotta break her back to go ahead and get these funds. But um, anyways, shout <laughs> out to y'all. I'm listening and I'm gonna see where we at before I open up my big mouth as usual. Uh tea. <laughs> Love you, girl. Hello, folks. Earth is ghetto podcast. This is interesting. Hmm. Uh, black parents need to do better. Amazing topic, folks. Amazing topic. Hmm. But what about white folks, too? What about what about our, what about our our fellow uh, white brothers and sisters out there? What do you guys think about that? Oh my gosh! Oh my goodness! Uh, Funky is trying to be messy on purpose. I can see what see what they're doing. Um, if we were really to talk about white parents, um, I like to talk about what I know and what I know is black parents, but I will say this. I feel like it's really weird the way when it comes to, uh, white parents, why, or just to come to white people, why y'all bury your dead so quick? No, for real. That's a real question. Like they died yesterday, and like, and like two days later, they get in the ground. What is that about? They probably use some of the generational wealth, and you know they got the coins. Go ahead and use shit. That's true. We usually are waiting on insurance. Damn, you got <laughs> okay, girl. We... <laughs> Answer my own fucking question. Never mind. Uh, I'm so. Now, Aaron, I oh had a question. Goodness. Now, you said your father said that the Lord told him to tell you that he don't want that in his house. I always keep hearing Christians saying that God always keep telling him, telling them something. Like, what did your dad hear? That's why I want to know. What, 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 what did he hear? What was the voice? I want to know. Like, what are they, what are they, what are they hearing? That's why I want to know. I told Ain't him that a good question. He says the Holy Spirit or like the Holy the Holy Ghost or something. I think it's because there's a term for this called schizophrenia. But that's what. I, I <laughs> Stop is, it! But, but he said that he heard a ghost. Well, that's I mean I'm being for real. There's a term for these things. Bitch, <laughs> 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 it's like you understand. Listen, my parents straight up just said you're not worth the investment of an education in the middle of my college years. And now, after all the ups and downs and being as communicated and not talking for years, now we kind of sort of talking. And they're like, when are you going to come home? When are you going to visit? I'm like, that's not home. Huh? What? The, the, the abuse, the, the, the trauma, the... I don't want to go back to that. The fuck? Did, did you think that I forgot? Like, it's so crazy. It's like you let them in a little bit. And it's like they somehow completely forget all of the trauma they've caused you just because you're letting them in this much oh well, they and think, again like parents think okay yeah i fucked you over but at the end of the day you're still my child which means you're going to forget all the shitty things i did to, to you and just forget all about it 
Like, do you and think this that if also my... goes into a conversation which kind of may rub some people the wrong way, but this also goes into the conversation of parents need to stop automatically expecting that their child is going to love them regardless, even if they didn't do anything bad. Because that does happen across all forms of nature. Sometimes the parent to child bond just isn't there. Just, just, it's just not there. It's not. And, and, and this is the thing. It's not going to be there. You are trying to manifest something that's not going to happen because you're not willing to put in the work. You're not even willing to apologize to me. How am I supposed to forgive something that you've never, ever said sorry for? And I feel like when for black parents, and I don't know, listen, if you are white and you can concur, but they don't like to apologize. You know what they like to do? Also, you're hungry. Let me make some aki and saltfish and some dumpling for you real quick. You're hungry? Uh, I'm going to Target real quick. You want to come? I see a pair of shoes that can fit you. You want to come? Like, the fuck? give you a damn plate to eat and say, shut up and be grateful that you got a roof over your head. Bruh, the words matter. So, story time. I called the police on my father because he was super, super abusive. I'm not going to get into the story how we got to the point of me calling the police, but I called the police. Now, both my parents are immigrants. And at that time, neither of them were legal. So I do want to put that out there. Now, remember, the only thing I care about is my face. And it's not about to get broken tonight. So I called 911. And that's just really what the fuck happened. This man walk inside. And I tell, oh, sorry, this man walks inside and the police are literally behind him, right? And I say, he can't come back inside. He's going to beat the shit out of me. I need you to understand it. Do you know what they said? Do you have any bruises? And is he receiving mail? Those were the questions that they asked. I did not have any bruises on me at the time. And yes, he was receiving mail. I will never forget, there was this white woman who had real broad shoulders and biceps. And I held on to her and I said, do me a favor and just don't leave right the fuck now. I'm going to keep my window open and I just need you not to go nowhere for me, please. Mm. Begging. How am I supposed to go back in time and erase any of that and nobody said I'm sorry? Do you know my family blamed me? How am I supposed to call the police on somebody I wasn't willing to replace? Because guess what? I was the second eldest and there were children who came behind me. That responsibility was supposed to be on my fucking shoulders. And you want me to care about you at my big age after what you've taken? What, what are you asking? Well, and what kind Bible of dumbass says, do I look like? The Bible says to forgive. Um, let me tell you something. I forgive my mother who continued to try. And I forgive my siblings who didn't know any better. That nigga right there Sorry, there ain't nothing for you. And I'm sorry, for a lot of us Black queers, forgiveness shouldn't be the goal. Sorry, I'm sorry. And I, I, I keep, I, like, I don't know why the thing that we struggle with is forgiveness, because we shouldn't. Because forgiveness shouldn't be dealt out to people who haven't said, I'm sorry. That's not on us. That's not our deficit. And that's nothing for us to fix. 
girl, look, Sorry, my parents already know if they bring up, they already know, they know I'm an atheist. And that, if anything, that makes them even more, that makes them even more uncomfortable than anything. Because they're like, oh, well, why can't you just be gay and a Christian? Girl, even if I was straight, I would still be an atheist. Like, I'm not finna, because I want them to know, girl, you're not finna cherry pick uh, shit from this book to speed your hatred. It's not gonna work on me. I will drag the fuck out of you. No, not on me. I'm sorry. Shit. And to Uh, be honest, and this is gonna piss some people off, I really don't care. If anyone deserves to be quote unquote disrespectful to Christianity or religion, is black LGBT folks. Black Black queer people have been terrorized and have been through so much shit because of religion and the black church and Christianity and all all this shit. If Whether it was Nazis, Japanese, wherever we were, wherever wherever queer people were, is where we were the most ostracized and fucked up, and that's just the truth. It's just whatever it is, and especially when it came to black people. I, I I'm sorry. So um, you're not gonna have me feel bad for dragging the fuck out of your white man's religion that has been dragging the fuck out of me that you've been cherry picking out of get out my face oh this is a great amazing podcast oh my goodness you know i'm going to do my own podcast about white people and what white people should be doing and here's what i'm going to say (laughs) um i think white people should stop jumping out of airplanes deep sea diving and stop driving (laughs) subarus and stop doing yoga so they can stay there and take care of their children (laughs) girl not you dying on the blood first of all hush yourself okay so first of all (laughs) first of all i'm going to say i they probably should start uh, stop jumping out of airplanes but i'm not gonna lie it's one of the things i want to do oh no not you I do. I want to jump out of an airplane. Um, everything else, yeah. Because um, deep sea diving, I feel like, yo, um, we've only explored 5% of oceans. We really have no business down there. Ooh, the, this girl, they say if you go deep, deep down, like it's a whole other world down there. That's some scary shit. Let me tell you something. The animals that you see are like after you get like a hundred feet down the ocean when i say this is some of the freakiest shit like people saw this shit, shit and was like made bitch, monsters you think sharks are scary you Mm-mm. think sharks are scary bitch girl go to I'm the from Florida. sharks ain't shit um like listen especially because it's usually small ones that come up to the shore anyways um them deep sea animals nah bruh not doing it it's not like, it's I'm not my business like, miles 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 deep like when you can't like your fucking your head will explode because you're fucking that's how deep underwater because of the, of the pressure that's on your fucking body like you have to like people who deep sea dive when they go that deep which by the way i don't think any humans actually been as deep as we're talking about but when they go really deep they have to go so slowly up to the surface otherwise their lungs will explode see space and the ocean i don't feel like i should be like, I saw gravity, you know and what? I was like, hell no. Nah. I just thought of a random idea. One night, me and you need to have, like, a pop-up episode. We need to get really high and talk about <laughs> black holes. We're going to talk about black holes and deep sea shit. I thought like that I would be very high. dope because I love that shit. Girl, 
I was high one time and I was watching videos on black holes. That shit is scary as fuck, but I couldn't stop watching it. It was so fun. It's so fascinating, especially when they talk about what actually can go through a, a black hole and what it actually turns into after. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Anyway, I'm about to nerd yeah, out over say, here. Like, they say as you get closer to it, it looks like it's going farther away, but it's actually getting closer to you. But because of the gravitational pull that is actually looking like it's going to, away from you, but you'll get through it in the split second. It's too late. You're already fucked. But, damn. Anyways, we're getting off topic because we are a little bit... Anyway, sorry. Okay, but... so, okay we're going to run through all these messages. Sid, the cross doesn't belong to us. The onk does. The onk mm, represents feminine and masculine energy. It's why it's shaped the way it's shaped. The cross angry masculine energy. That's the European stuff. And they probably took that from the Egyptians, I bet. I know this man did not just come in some of the Earth is ghetto podcast. Black parents need to do better. Ho 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 ho. Be sounding like Santa Claus. <laughs> I'm hollering. So, like, for the white people in the comments, can I get my, my family's work for the past 300 years that they did? I just want to know. Thank you. Because, like, we need that money now. Okay. And, you know, another thing is, uh, I don't understand why some of my fellow white brothers and sisters out there are always constantly thinking the universe. Once in a while, you have to think the galaxy as well. The other day, when I was shopping at Publix and I bought some bagels and had some coffee and tea, I decided, I was like, oh my goodness, this is amazing. Thank you, Galaxy. I mean, why not think the Galaxy? Oh my goodness, what's wrong with people these days? <laughs> I mean, now that you put the contrast there, I'm wondering about, like, Jewish people who sit in Shiva for days, like, during a like funeral thing, and then, like, um, over in Africa, um... The body might not be put in the ground for months, if not years. You know, Damn. I don't know if they're celebrating or getting something together. I forgot what they were doing, but it takes a long time for African folks to put their people in the ground. Okay. But I think oh, another shit. thing that white people should do is they should start naming their children Traquita and Tyrone to be perfectly fine with that. I'm cool with that. You know what I'm saying? Hmm. Hmm. Find out next week on Dragon Ball Z. You know? <laughs> That's how some toxic people are. They'll, just because some time has has passed, they automatically assume that everything that they did wrong just went away. And now they can start over with a clean slate. Like, I don't know. People are crazy. Listen, it, it, it's really insane. And you know what? Also, just to let you know, missionaries are white supremacists. I don't care what color you are. You're colonizing. Ooh. I just thought I would put that out there because I feel like I didn't I didn't say that yet. Yeah, and I think like the reason why that bond isn't there because I recognize like a lot of millennials and how they were raised and, you know, some Gen Zers as well. But I think a lot of millennials are actually a victim to this type of parenting where, you know, how often do you hear parents say, well, I give you a roof over your head. I put clothes on your body. You know, so I give you food. It's like, okay, bitch, that's the bare goddamn minimum. You brought me into this bitch. What the fuck? I didn't ask. I didn't. I didn't ask you to take a nut to take a cream pie. God damn it! You know what I'm saying? You <laughs> you gave me the bare shit. minimum, and it's like, okay. Well, if you don't do that, you are gonna lose me and give me to the motherfucking government. So what? 
You know what I'm saying? And it's just like, I think some parents are recognized, like, you know, especially with me right now being in school and I am taking, you know, a little small course in child psychology, like the really mental nurturing of a child is so fucking important. And without that shit, why are you surprised that there is no bond? Exactly. Not a cream pie. Lord, and if you speak to a family <laughs> therapist that you know handles with families, you know, and uh, you know regarding parents who have that disconnect with their child, the number one thing that ch- children will bring up and young teens will bring up is that like, well, I don't think my mom, and my dad care about me. They don't know who I am, and that's and that's a fact. Like when I worked throughout the high throughout my whole entire high school years, I was a summer camp counselor. I helped children with reading and arithmetic, and um. I would say, like, a lot of parents don't know their fucking kids. Like, you really don't know your child. And it's like, you know, once again, how you f- how do you expect your child to bond with you when you don't even know them, like, correlately as a fucking human being? You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Because, girl, listen, my mom kept saying, like, because when she saw me in makeup for the song, oh, I never knew that. Where did this side of you come from? I said, bitch, this is your first time seeing it because you never allowed me to express myself. You were always telling me to sit down and shut up. So now you shook when I actually expressed myself. Well, this side, this has always been here. I just could never show it around you because, again, safety. So stop acting brand new. Oh, my God, where did all this come from? Bitch, it's been here. Literally. Honestly, the only person that should be really resonating to, like, Christianity or religion are cisgendered men, quite honestly, hetero men at that, um, because it is, you know, the Bible and many other religious books are extremely patriarchal, misogynistic, homophobic, um, a lot of other shits. And um, and that's why I had to step away from that because I ain't gonna lie to you, growing up in the church, being told that my body is like a pinnacle of sin, you know what I'm saying? Uh, you know, <laughs> at 14, I'm, t- you know, I'm being told by elders, make sure you cover up now before you tempt a man to sin. Bitch, I'm 14. What? <laughs> I'm 14 years old. What the fuck you mean? Like, why is my body ever considered some form of temptation? Like, right. yo, this is a grown-ass man. I'm a little fucking girl. Right. Like, y'all don't see nothing problematic in what you're telling me right now? Oh, let me not even go into, like, yo, it's traumatizing being told that you're going to burn in the pits of hell for, like, eating a fucking cookie <laughs> that you weren't supposed to fucking eat. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. Listen. I still, I still stand by what I said. Telling your children about burning in hell at a young age is child abuse. Period. Emotional child abuse. It should not. That's that's fucked up. And also, yeah, I hear that a lot. These grown ass, sometimes mothers telling their daughters, fourteen year old daughters, go ahead and cover up from the neck down because you know your uncle coming over here, and if he touch you and molest you, it's gonna be your fault because you being fast. I hear it all the time, and it's fucked up. How how often do we blame the victim, especially when it comes to church? We always blame whatever the feminine nature is. We just blame them and their their feminine wiles and them not being hip to the fact that they um, can make men sin. Like, come on, man. We can't pretend that's not a thing. Fucking, you know, being told, you know, you're going to go be sent to fucking hell anytime you do anything wrong. That, you know, all sin is equal. So what? Me stealing, like, a candy bar from fucking 7-Eleven is equivalent to someone being a pedophile or someone murdering someone? Bitch, are we really saying this right now? Are we really going to sit here and say that that's equal all in yeah. God's eyes? Like, what the fuck? Like, is that nigga blind? Like, I guess yes. he has, like, no cognitive thinking, like, whatsoever, which is, like, like I said, kind of concerning. Um... <laughs> I, I just can't, you know, as I even like, I can 
if I was black and queer, I, I definitely would not be able to resonate with the Bible. But even with me being a cisgendered woman, I cannot resonate with the Bible, like, at all. I think it's just, even when it comes to the specification of what a man is and what a woman is, it's such a small bracket. The Bible is a huge stumbling block from you just being extraordinary and really expanding yourself and being the full human being that, like, you were initially meant to be. Exactly. And I grew up Catholic, so, you know, forehead, na- forehead navel, left nipple, right nipple. But I, I, <laughs> I, was, I was very much, I was very much like, uh, I was... And I and I applied myself to all of these rules, Ash Wednesday, the whole night. And mm. when I found out how unfair um, that system was, it didn't make any sense for me to continue because it was literally telling me I had to hate the people that I'm supposed to love. It didn't make any sense. And just like Huntress said, to think that sins are equal do you, do you know what a tizzy I would drive myself into when I was younger? Thinking like, well, if I say something that's not true, then if I fall asleep and I don't tell the truth and I don't repent, then I'm going to go to hell in my sleep. Like, I used to drive myself insane. And that's why Huntress, Aaron, and myself say that teaching children about this lake of fire, this shit is just not okay. Girl, I come a long way because now I'm petty. Like I be telling Christians, like, okay, I want to go to hell, so now what? And they be so shook. They be like, oh my god. I'm like, yeah, bitch, you're still stuck in the fear mongering cult that you call. A... You're still stuck there. I I don't care at this point. I want to go. I will bring the marshmallows. I'll meet you there. We'll make some s'mores. We're gonna have a good time and shake that ass because I Listen. don't care. You're not gonna scare me. Nigga, with, let's oh, just roast. How you gonna get to hell? Nigga, let me tell you something. I bet Satan got a big dick. I'm gonna go ride it. Fuck yourself. Bitch, I'm a reverse cowgirl. That shit all for eternity. I don't Listen, care don't... about you telling me I'm going to hell. Apparently, I can't be worn like a face hat in heaven because y'all say or or uh, orgasms don't exist. So why wouldn't I say hell is a better place? What the fuck is and heaven supposed to do with that orgasm? Like that's what I say. Like bitch. How am I gonna? I can't suck dick in heaven, so why do I want to go to heaven, bitch? Nigga, I can't suck a dick in heaven. Come on. Like, bitch, I'm trying to sit on faces. I got a fat ass for a reason. I'm trying to sit on somebody's face, bitch. I can't do that in heaven. That's ridiculous. I can't eat no pussy in heaven. What? (laughs) I'm trying to be a sodomite. How can I be a sodomite in heaven? I, I can't lay down no strap in heaven. What's the I'm point? Just, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. So, so are we being for real right now? That sounds like bullshit. Okay, we run over time. Let's get to these last messages. Okay, yeah. And get <laughs> But yeah, I'm trying All to kind of nastiness. We nasty. You know what? I, I also are. think that I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna put this out there. I'm, I'm gonna have to say it, but I. I think that white people should also stop being eaten by wild animals so constantly. I'm starting to think the the animals are just racist. They don't eat black people. They just they're just constantly eating white people everywhere. It's amazing. No, 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 no. See, see you it. misunderstand. We you misunderstand. The animals aren't racist. We don't try to kill the animals at every turn. Let's talk about an elephant real quick. So there was a white woman in Africa 
who was trying to lure these elephants' babies away from this mother elephant. And she succeeded. And do you know what the elephant did? It stomped her ass to death. And after it ran away, tell me how this nigga saw a flyer for the funeral. Because the, the elephant walked up on the funeral and stamped the lady out the casket for a second round. <laughs> See, that elephant said, I found you, bitch. I ain't through with you yet, ho. Y'all niggas need to stop touching shit you're not supposed to touch. Okay? You're the, said, y'all are the you reason the Amazon is going extinct. Stop me, it. Listen. You know why they're not killing black people? Because black people might need fucking business. Anyway, messages. Now, since y'all are Jamaican or since your parents are Jamaican, um, have they ever mentioned anything about like mermaids? Because I always heard stories about like Jamaicans and Haitians and mermaids. Yes. Like, have you ever heard anything like that? Any stories? Yes. I've heard more Nigerian stories. Um, I have heard stories from like Jamaican folklore, but most of that actually derives from Nigerian folklore, where they talk about Yemeya or Mami Wata, um, or um, there's actually a African god of the water. So there's a lot of things to look up, especially when it comes to that whole like, um, like little mermaid thing. Y'all threw so many slaves into the water. I don't know how we couldn't be mermaids, but I okay. digress. Continue. Like, damn, y'all saying, y'all acting so shook about, oh my God, little mermaids are color gal. Bitch, what bitch? You do so many damn slaves like in the water. Why are we so shocked? And if you really want to go there, the stories. Do you know the location, bitch? Of course, she's gonna be black. Shut up. <laughs> so oh my god! I done went to a surfer boy. Like, dude, it was amazing, bro. Like, yeah, dude, like it was amazing. I'm so weak. <laughs> what you just said about the missionaries, um. Yeah, recently, not that long ago, by just about two or three years ago, there was a group of missionaries. They wanted to go to a, a remote um, village down in South America to spread the word of Jesus, and something tragic had happened. Mm. Mm. So, yeah, like, that was my, my stepdad's favorite phrase. Like, you gonna want some lunch money. So, like, but if you don't give me lunch, like, CPS gonna come. But, like, they kept me so isolated, <laughs> I had no clue. Like, I didn't know shit about shit. And um, now they have no idea who I am because I was gone for so long. Like, they're wondering why I act the way I do and use the vices that I use. Like, what do you expect, you know? Like, it went from lunch money to love, and now it's like, well, you better do this. You're gonna want some love. And now it's all these toxic relationships in the history. I gotta go process, like, ugh. Yeah. They, they like I guess they're like making it up as they go along, but it really affects us so much more in the long run. And now we're becoming parents, and we gotta break cycles for real, for real. This is sickening. We can't create codependency at such a young age. Like the fuck is up? And and I just want to say we can't just break it for the kids we're gonna have because there's a lot of us that's not having kids. We gotta break it for us. There's a lot of us that are not having children. I'm letting you know we have to break those fucking cycles and decolonize for us so we can be healthy people. Otherwise, we're going to be just like the straight men. But the Bible says to be fruitful and multiply. <laughs> oh, nigga, shut up. <laughs> I can't see.
um, I've ran the numbers um, the other night and found out that um, sexual assault happens at twice the rate in church as it does in the general public. Jesus Christ. Mm. Jesus Christ. The top three denominations in the United States, the Catholic Church, the Southern Baptist Convention, and the United Methodist Church all currently are embroiled in major uh, lawsuits, sexual abuse, scandal lawsuits, and every single one of these lawsuits contain often hundreds of plaintiffs. Jesus. Dang, y'all are some freaks. <laughs> <laughs> you are too, Wilson. I remember. Shit. Okay, like... <laughs> So let me get this straight. Uh, everything I want to do in life is a sin, but you don't really punish the people that are really horrible. And then if I somehow magically make it into your your club that you call heaven, then I'm restricted again. And that's a reward for the torturous life that, that you supposedly provide. Thanks, Sky Daddy. <laughs> for real. For real. Like, like for I real. Said, like, they really think that shit scares us, and it just doesn't. Like, you can tell me I'm going to hell all day. Bitch, I can't suck dick in heaven. I didn't want to go to heaven. I'm trying to ride somebody, so bitch, I'll just go ahead, take my ass on the hell. Sound like hell is a better place. It just, it, you're not making heaven sound appealing, is all I'm saying. This is hell right now, to be honest, bitch. We're still living under white supremacy and capitalism and imperialism in 2022. Like... Like, we went through 400 years of no um, rights. Uh, Roe versus Wade has been overturned. You've got uh, women who are dying from sepsis because they can't get an abortion. Like, this is supposed to be, you know what? Suck a dick. That's but all. the whole thing is, well, you're not on fire. The whole thing is about burning and, like, on, being on fire. <laughs> Listen. Uh, that's great. I just wanted to pet the kitty. I didn't know it was going to try and eat me. I also really recently realized like maybe yesterday or the day before that all the stories I've been fed about Christian martyrs the vast majority of them are actually stories about indigenous people resisting colonizers so great show y'all mm. You know, not that I didn't think about it, but now that I think about it more, it's hilarious that white people think that they own the story of mermaids. I know. Right. <laughs> it's so crazy. If, but okay. If, 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 if it's anything fantasy related, they think they own it. That's why they are so shook when they see a black character in Game of Thrones or Lord of the Rings or whatever, because... Fantasy has always been white people's safe space to see nothing but themselves and themselves only. Just whiteness. But oh my God, how dare you? There's a colored person in this fantasy, magical, fake ass show that I'm watching. Oh my God. It's <laughs> the end of the world. I, I, I got to stop going to work. I, it's like, girl, y'all ain't going to do shit. Okay, anyways. <laughs>
That elephant said, bitch, you are not finna colonize me and my children like you did my fellow human brothers and sisters, bitch. I wish the fuck you would, ho. Okay. She said, and I'm gonna come pull up to your motherfucking funeral, bitch, to make sure you don't come back from the motherfucking dead, ho. I'm stumping you fucking six feet further into that motherfucking ground. You heard me? <laughs> oh, I love that shit. Yo, when nature is with the shit, I love it. Yo, it's my favorite time of day, okay? <laughs> Nature said, I heard about you, bitch. Let me go ahead and stump your ass. And that's on Kurt Franklin. <laughs> Not on Kurt Franklin. Listen, I'm like Aaron. I don't worked out to get this fucking fat ass of mine, okay? I'm trying to get... I'm trying to get back shots. <laughs> I'm trying to get shots in the back. Like, I want the... Dun, 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 dun. I want the... Ooh. Okay, come ooh, on, hey, hey, Yeah. <laughs> you know what you're absolutely 1000% correct black people do mind their business I, I agree with you you know and the only way that a black person would be eaten alive by a grizzly bear is if they had a black family reunion in the middle of Montana at a park having a barbecue that's the only way honestly us white folks were always out there we, no matter what, we, we, we love like going deep into the forest at night, once in a while. Okay. Just just to have the adrenaline rush of just just doing it and just getting yourself out there, you know. So that's the only way, and it's absolutely impossible because we know damn well black people have a lot of common sense. They will never be eaten by a grizzly bear. Right. And, yeah. For and some reason, we we'll always <laughs> kill first in the scary movies. It's it's so crazy. And this is the thing. There's a lot of black people who love being out in nature, who know exactly what to do, what to do. They've been taught by their parents or whatever the case is. Um, and I'm letting you know right now, we still know not to fuck with certain things. You know what I'm saying? Like, you'll see a baby bear in the woods and some white people would be like, oh my goodness, look, a baby bear. And then all the brown and black folks are like, where's the fucking mama? She's going to tear my fucking face off. Run in the opposite direction. Those are the differences. That's all. Oh, what was that noise? Oh, no, let's go check it out. Tommy, is that you? Nigga, did that sound like Tommy? Like, stop is that, playing with me. Is that, Tim, is that Tim Tim? Oh, my God. Tim, not, not Tim Tim. Do you think, like, in heaven, things aren't bad for you like they are here? Like, things that feel good? Do you think, like, we could go up to heaven and everybody's just, like, rolling on ecstasy or, like, doing heroin or, you know, all the cool stuff that you're not allowed to do now? This is what I'm saying. That's what hell is for. They're trying to convince us that heaven's the way to go. But all the drugs and sex in the opposite direction. I'm just saying. Right, like... Bitch, I'm not trying to fucking praise this <laughs> white man for <laughs> eternity. <laughs> no air orgasms. We love it here. Who's saying that? No, because like, that elephant had true beef. And I mean beef, bitch. That bitch <laughs> did the miles. Like, y'all heard, heard how far that bitch walked <laughs> to get to that funeral? That bitch was stomping the whole said, I'm gonna beat that bitch ass. Oh, yeah, it's going down, bitch. I'm dragging that hoe. Okay. She talked to herself the whole time. She hyped herself up the entire time. She said, I waited my whole life for this bitch. 
funky, you do realize you probably won't be invited to the cookout in the first place, right? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I just want to say um, thank you to everybody who decided to come in and leave a message. This is the Earth is Ghetto podcast. I am always so happy to do this with you guys. Just remember that we are going to be here Thursday, uh, the Thursday night at 6.30 Mountain Time, which would be 7.30 Central and 8.30 Eastern. At this point, girl, we'll create the show, and if y'all see it, y'all see it. Oh, we got one moment. You know, um, just to keep it strictly 100 with you, I can name about a few of my friends who've been eaten alive by wild animals. Uh, my friend Bradley, he was eaten alive uh, by a shark, great white shark. Uh, he was surfing one day, and he decided that he wanted to jump off his surfboard and just landed directly in the, to the mouth of a great white shark. And that was the last that we've seen of him. Um, one of my other buddies, he's 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 a little bit of a hillbilly. He's constantly in the forest. He was eaten alive by not one, but ten grizzly bears. He was walking around, he was carrying a shotgun, and he had his spittoon, and he was like, you know, constantly just spitting at it, and next thing you know, 10 grizzly bears out of nowhere just viciously just ripped him apart. The only thing that was left is the cow shit from his boots. That was it. Nothing else. Can you believe that? So, Funky Apollo, I'm not going to lie, that sounds excessive, so we're just going to move on. And that is why Siri will not be invited to the cookout. <laughs> yeah, my goodness. And on that note, Aaron, take it away. All right, niggas and friends, you can follow us on Instagram, which is in both of our bios, and you can follow our podcast Instagram page, which is earth underscore is underscore ghetto underscore. And what else am I supposed to say? Oh, yeah, you can listen to all of our shit on here, obviously, and on Spotify, Amazon Music, Google Podcasts, and Audible. All right. You got anything else? That's no, nothing else. Just being queer is African, and we're going to see you in the next one. Bye. Peace.